0: Al Gore, it's May. Here we are. You know what's crazy about May? No, it's the fifth month, which is close to the sixth month, which is halfway, but doesn't feel like halfway whatsoever. What does
1: it feel like to you? First third, easily. Yeah.
0: Because a couple of weeks ago, uh, Bezos said on five nine 2019 he's going to announce something. That was what yesterday, two yep. days ago. Yesterday. And, and when I saw that two weeks ago, I was like, oh, that's in the middle of the year. Like, that's I got two months to wait for this announcement yeah then bezos dropped his uh his lunar bezos Palm is what they call it yeah it looks it looks no one calls it that i don't
1: really uh like 1950s kind of sci-fi why doesn't it look like that to you it looks retro it doesn't look like uh sleek it doesn't look like something elon would do which makes me think like bezos that's why you're gonna win this that's why you're gonna win this you're no,
0: you don't give a crap you just utility get it done well, no. What's interesting too is like that's that's a good dichotomy that you brought up, um, because it, it looks like an updated version of the lunar lander. That's what it looks like, a spider with a ball in, in the center of it. Um, but Musk, Musk has a design sensibility. And Bezos, this is for robots. So if people were going, I bet you it wouldn't look like that. Even if Bezos did it, yeah. So that's why I think it's just robots. It just has to be pure weight, pure, pure money, all that other stuff. We're getting really off topic here. Well, hey. <laughs> why I haven't been in the, inside the firm for a whole week. Yeah, and that's what we do inside the firm. We yeah. go off topic, yeah. uh, but on topic is BIM Smith. Know where they got the name? Where it's like blacksmithing, but for BIM smithing, forging. <laughs> Forging the future, forging content for the future. Well, you know they have BimSmith Forge. Correct. It was like a setup. year. had exactly. softball, right? Exactly. If you don't know what that is, you need to go check them out because they have a couple parts to what they do. They have content, uh, Revit content, CAD content, spec content, uh, wall assemblies, all that other stuff. You can log in. How much does it cost? It costs. What does it cost, Lance? Free 99. Ah, free 99. Free 99. Yep. F-R-E-E dot 99. You can store basically the walls that you create. You can store the content that you have. It's, it's awesome. Go check it out. Check it out. Yeah. I have another update. Yes. So do you remember when you were gone, I did an interview with Enix Sears and Mark LePage? Yeah, apparently their- it was really good. Still haven't listened to it. It's on my list to do. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I am. Fair, fair enough. Um, so I am in both of those courses, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to report that I actually like both of them. Good. Uh, the, so, Enix Sears, I've updated our contract. I think I've added some really cool stuff. You still need on to that. look at that. It, it's in our regular one now. I, I moved know. it to, to our know. regular one. So it's 2019. You'll see it's the most I recent saw it, one. Yep. Um, and then Mark LePage. So, I have my own metrics about how I measure my firm. Um, and it's making me look at them differently and simplify them and make it easier. You know, like now I can understand it more, which means less stress, which means I can operate better. So, um, I'm only in like the first couple weeks of each one of them, uh, but they're going great. So I know I endorse them before just based off of looking on the outside. Yeah.
1: And to be clear, everybody, we are not paid by Enoch Sears or Mark LePage. We are just simply endorsing their courses. Take a look, have a look, check it out. Do it. If you, if you need profit, you can't operate. <laughs> if you can't operate do you a firm. You need profit. Question mark. You, you, you cannot operate a business without profit. I'm sorry.
0: Got to yeah. do it. Got to do it. Got to get it done. Yeah. And it, so, anyways, uh, I, I like them, man. Have you seen the guys are pulling up? You haven't been inside the firm, no, so You have been outside of the firm. <laughs> yeah. So there's uh there's a some sort of marketing event in Denver, and I saw it on the TV first, but somehow they pulled it up on on YouTube, and it's like. Do you want to make cash, 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 Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. But uh, you want to know how to up your business and rather Like it was, I, I thought it was a parody. Like I thought they were joking, like yeah, mocking something That makes something me stressed out. Uh, uh, just what all that made me very stressed yeah. out just now. Yeah. Um, so these, these, these are profit courses based on money, but it's not, it's not that nonsense. It's legitimate things where, um, Basically, they present ideas that they vetted and then you can adapt them and that's what I've been doing is you adapt them to the way your firm operated operates. It's not going to be exactly how they're doing it so adapt it to what you're doing so check those out um, Enix Sears is architectresources.org, dot com uh, forward slash profit dash levers It will be on inside the com. I'll put the, both of these notes and then Mark lePage's profit courses. Entree, E-N-T-R-E, architect.com forward slash profit course. No dash there. No dash there. Yeah. Can't wait to see uh, both of those gents uh, at
1: the AIA convention uh, in in June. Coming up quick. Yeah, coming up quick. I need to, one of my tasks this weekend is to get uh, a list together. People are contacting us because we're media and they want to be interviewed. So Vectorworks is one of them. Um, Somebody else, I need to get back to them. Maybe Bim Smith? Hopefully Bim Smith. (laughs) yeah but we will have a booth uh we will be we we will have a booth there we 'll be hanging out so if know that I will be there i'm i 'm friendly al won 't be there because he 's having a baby unfriendly i 'm also unfriendly he 's also unfriendly um and so if, if just uh, holler at me, come oh. over check it out and uh, i 'll talk to you that 'd be great love to have, love to have you on for a quick snippet or something I want to have something so like I can pull people off the floor and just have them like give them like a one two three questions you know
0: something like that oh yeah,
1: and just do some quick segments. I'm um, going yeah. cut them together later for a special podcast. Interesting.
0: Like, ask them, like, what do you think about it? What is your takeaway? Um, what's the coolest thing you could say right now? That would be super awesome. Exactly. Just put them Something on the spot.
1: Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Exactly. Hey, you want to know what time I think it is? I think it's crazy time is what you're doing. Okay. I, I was just ragging on this in the Entree Architect community, so Hilarious. go for it. Yeah. Okay.
0: I think it's time to join the AIA. I'll give you four reasons. Why? We have three projects. That could win awards that are gonna be complete this year. Two that could win awards that would be complete. What is M two? Mark two. The oh. project that you the only project you've been focused on. Literally <laughs> outside the firm. <laughs> Piece of sculpture. Yep. So, uh, Eldorado Climbing Walls, I think you're win an award. I shelf. I think you can, can win an award, too. But, yeah, but But no, but here's the other thing. Here's the caveat. This might put I you over there. I need a
1: benefit there. besides an award because I can win an award at Architizer again all day. I'm serious.
0: No. Okay. Here's the other one. Uh, you're, yours truly. Yours truly, Al Gore. Al Gore is keynote speaking at an event that will unveil in, in, in a couple weeks um, at an AIA event. And it's going to be a keynote speech, but it's going to have credits to it. So to get credits, you don't have to be an AIA member. Right. But the price is to, to, to deliver credits to like be, Hey, it, so if I'm the speaker giving the presentation and you're getting the credits, like I have to be a certified person that has to follow these semi rules, has to register so that AIA knows that, Hey, you actually took a class, you know, from me. Right. Yeah. So if you're not part of the AIA, it's a bucket load of money. If you are, it's not a bucket load of money. So if you become part of the AIA, yes, then people who listen to you when you speak pay less money. No. No.
1: Say it again. That's what I'm totally confused. Here. Okay.
0: So you know the people that come in and do those courses? But let's say it's you, right? Yes. Okay. So they don't just they don't just say, "Hey, I'm Joe Bob." You get a credit. They have to be registered. It has to be reviewed. You have so to follow guidelines. So because you're a keynote. Thus, you have to pay a fee. Got it. My fee goes down if you're an AIA What percentage? Uh, 1,200 to like 250. That seems like extortion. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I whispered it.
1: <laughs> no one can hear with the microphone. <laughs> All right. I mean.
0: So there's four reasons.
1: Oh. <sighs> Yeah, there's your reasons. I'm going to have to think about that. I think you should join. How about you join? I'm not going to do it. I don't see the benefit. I'm somebody's going to have to talk me into this. How about this? How about this? Here's a challenge. When I go to the AIA conference, yes. I'm going to challenge. I bet they're going to be I bet somebody's going to be there and they're going to be like you should sign up.
0: No, no. You can should, you can you and please wanna, make a banner and say I don't want to join the AIA change, change my, my mind.
1: mind. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Change my mind.
0: Change my mind. Yeah,
1: internationally award-winning architect, Lance Psycho. Change do, my mind. Do it. I'll think about it. Yeah. I know. It seems... Someone will have like one good point. in like, oh, yeah. Maybe. You know what? Well, that's a challenge. That's a challenge. You know what the first thing they're going to say is? Yes, that's a challenge. Yeah, but here's my prediction. The first thing they are going to say is, you have access to all the contracts. I don't want your contracts. They're scary to clients. I don't want They them. are scary to clients. We'll see, Al. I still don't think we need to do it. I, look... I the, out of all four of the reasons you gave me, only one of them makes sense to me, and that's the keynote thing. I get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I'm trying to think about okay, the contracts, right? That's a different. So, benefit. so we, So let me get this right. Get this straight. You are being flown down to go do a given given a keynote speech. Yes. Meaning they're paying for your room and lodging and flight there, right? Yes. Okay. Then they want you to pay an additional fee on top of it to give the speech.
0: <laughs> I think they assume that normally people of that caliber already kind of have this situated. Ah, uh. yeah.
1: Either way, though, let's say you were were part of the AA, you would still be paying. Yes. Mm. Seems like you're getting ripped off. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Seems like I just a free know. trip. I don't know, I don't man. Know. Uh, All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some. I'll give you some points after the show. <laughs> okay. Okay,
1: just saying. We aren't naming names. I'm just, I'm just saying. Anyway, I have a good shout out. I want to give a shout out to Nick Nicholas James Renard. Uh, last Friday, uh, his uh, he was given the AIA Jackson Melon C Greeley Award for craftsmanship and architecture. Wait,
0: wait, time out, time out. Did he just win an AIA award? And what then an got amazing a sh- a shout out because of it. What an amazing Benefiting honor. What is. an amazing
1: honor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, huh, so, I w- so what crazy coincidence! I say congratulations <laughs> to Nick Renard on that award. Huh. If he wasn't in the AIA,
0: could he have won that?
1: I don't know. He'd have to maybe submit
0: to Architectizer.
1: Yeah, you know, something like
0: that. Anyways, that's a side note. I mean, congratulations <laughs> to Nick. Uh, he does some awesome stuff, and he's being recognized for it. So good. Yeah, too cool, Nick. Some of these houses that Nick is putting out with Dig Architecture are just phenomenal.
1: Yeah, everything. Everything from the, you know, like one of the, one of the things I think people take for granted is when they look at these modern houses and everything lines up on the outside, literally just windows and stuff. And I, cause I, that's the way I look at it. I go, man, that's, that took a lot of thought to make the form, to make the inside speak to the outside and everything looks
0: complete. There's don't take it for granted. And I mean, I think a lot of our listeners already know this. I saw a rendering from a local architecture firm. Where they had this really cool concrete wall that comes out, you know, borders their sidewalk, and then they stuck this metal uh, mailbox in it. And my brain instantly went to, like, oh, to, de- to detail that mailbox and what kind of metal it is and to specify the finishes and do the thickness and all the dimensions is going to be, like, four times more than just buying a stupid mailbox. <laughs> but it's not a stupid mailbox. It's a cool-looking mailbox. But, yeah, so, yeah, rock and roll. Yep. Uh all
1: right, what do we got next here? We've got plan to tell a client to tear down their house. So I do more remodels than you, I feel like. Yes. Okay. And I'm happy so, with that. That's cool. Yeah. We we do uh my my side of the firm does a ton of remodels. We do pop tops, all of that kind of stuff. And I have been having uh this is just several meetings in a row where I go to, I go and I listen uh diligently, I take a bunch of notes with the client. And they've described so many things that are wrong with their property. Mm-hmm. And I mean fundamental things. Like this one house I went to, I think it was, it was cited the wrong way such that, wow, you should just flip this 180 degrees. Yo, Literally, the house needs to be flipped. I hate one when that happens. Hu- yeah, and it was on a 10-acre piece of property. Oh. I know, right? There's no, come on, exactly. That's, I that's exactly what I, kind of the response I was looking for. Look, if, if it's a planned, if it's a PUD and everybody has an eighth of an acre... All right.
0: Your house goes where your house Your house goes. What are you going to do? Nothing.
1: If you have even a half acre, man, I feel like a
0: quarter is still probably. eh. No quarter. It's your house is where your house is. A half
1: acre or more. Oh, why? Why why didn't you make that face south? It's Colorado. It's really sunny. We can we have we we can we have such a high diurnal effect here with a lot of sunshine. 300 days of sunshine. You can passively heat your house. You passively cool your house.
0: What are you doing with your life? With a place that has views.
1: That's the other thing. Yeah, exactly. Mountains, right? I mean, they at least got that right. But the way you entered the house, it was just horrible. So I get out of that meeting and I'm like, and I post it in the Entree Architect community. Uh, y'all, Facebook, y'all ever, y'all ever urge, y'all ever have the urge to tell prospective clients to just tear their house down as opposed to remodeling it.
0: H- What'd they say?
1: Oh, it was hilarious. Uh, like 50 reactions. People were laughing, loving it and all over and people were, people, people were getting it all out of their system. Right. And I feel like it's a good place for us to do that. Um, but there were some really good points that I wanted to bring up and I want to see what you thought. My, my rule of thumb and a couple people confirmed it was if you're affecting more than 30% of the house. It's time to get rid of it. Meaning, if you're destroying more than thirty percent of the house. Wait, who said that? It's time to get rid of it. Uh, well, so that's that. that's my rule of thumb. Okay, I was like, wait, are you quoting me from? No, nope, no. Nope. The, and then no, no. Alex wasn't even in this thread, yeah. and so somebody else says uh, clients should consider the two-thirds rule. If the cost of the renovation exceeds ter- two-thirds cost of the new construction, go new. Right. So another kind of two-thirds, to one-thirds, thirds type of thing. Yep. The, the big, I think, and then some other people said, uh, this is a really good point to, um, uh, urge. I have actually told a client he should tear down the building he purchased and start over the structural engineer, the client, uh, hired also told him that the client didn't. And I'm sure he spent more money than if he had started new, but he is a, but he's very pleased with the building. If he is happy, then I'm happy. I am never afraid to give a client my opinion and explain why. But I will do what they ask as long as it is code compliant and legal, and that's been our approach. Uh, there was this, there was this, you know. And then, then he went on to say, "I went on to tell this gentleman, like he's my new spirit animal because he is yep. that, like that. I, I, that kind of honesty without being uh, arrogant is good, and you know, he kind of brings that up again. He goes, I 'I can't figure out why it seems to be like so many architects are afraid of their clients.' You know why it is? What? I think it's not that we're afraid of our clients; it's that. We're afraid of losing the job, right? Yes. It is such a competitive market. It is so hard to get work um, like consistently. And you know, It's so competitive. People just undercut each other. It yep. uh, happens to us all the time in, in the town we operate in. He goes, be honest and not arrogant. I just try to share the experience I have. I give my suggestions and explain why, but it is always the client's final decision. I feel very fortunate to be able to do what I love. Be confident and secure in what you do and believe in. We are here to help people, not force our opinions on them. Sometimes clients and architects just don't match up, but that is fine. Just move on to the next client. You might help just my two cents. I think his two cents were great. They're yep. perfect. You got to be, don't be afraid of saying, yeah, this isn't going to work. We're good. Like you, don't like, you don't like my fee. You don't like my ideas. You don't like my suggestions about tearing it down because it was your grandma's house or something. And at the end of the day, I think it's okay to just walk away from the whole thing.
0: I think it's absolutely okay to walk away. I also think it's absolutely okay to say, hey, this isn't how I would do it. And I'm not talking about your situation. I'm talking more broadly. Just just generally. This isn't how I wouldn't do it. But I am also not you. (laughs) (laughs) And you might want to do something with your property that you own, that you like, and you're going to pay me for. And as as long as we're not breaking things, doing terrible things, you know. That's okay too, and I think because it, go ahead. Then you're forcing someone to always find someone, maybe in their smaller city that thinks exactly how they think. Like what? That's, that's I don't know. That's hard. You're limiting people's uh, access to what they want to do. Doesn't seem like
1: a win. No, doesn't seem like a win. But I, I you know, to go back to his first point here about um, use, you know, use your share your experience. So. Hopefully, by the t- if you're listening to this, you can point to some experience that you've had with a different client where they didn't tear down the house, and the contractor literally told you after the project, they should have just tore it down. Yep. And the client also agreed, yes, we should have just tore it down. It yeah. ended up costing us more money to save the whole thing, when in the end, we wanted something drastically different from what was there going to be there in the beginning. Let's say it's an old bungalow, like we've done this before in Denver. Yep. You worked on that project, and we turned it into a mid-century modern yeah. piece, right? just th- that's and the other thing is I think be comfortable with expressing your opinion. So there's one there's, there was an example recently I was like last year, we're still working on this project. The client wanted to raise their house two feet. I'm not joking. Like they, what they wanted to do was they basically want to pick it up off the foundation, raise it two feet and, 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 and then, and then remodel it in, in addition, gut the whole interior. Yeah. And I go, so we get that, you know, I'm just listening, taking notes. I get them with the meeting, or we're almost at the end of the meeting and they go so what do you think and I go this seems like a scrape to me <laughs> 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 this seems like you're doing just as much work as it would take to tear down a house and they go like why aren't we saving money I go how much do you think it costs to tear down a house and and, client, and contractors tell me this all the time in Denver about twenty five to 35000 depending on a best abatement yep that's not that big of that's not that big of a deal in the scheme of things. Again, compared to, okay, are you gonna are you gonna have to pay for that twenty five to thirty five thousand later on just to try to marry walls up and do all this other stuff? The conclusion of this client was and I just got this phone call the other day from the designer we're working with, she goes, Yeah, they decided not to raise it two feet. And I go, Why? Uh, Because the contractor who originally told them they could do it cost effectively came back and said
0: it would cost you just as much money to tear it down (laughs) (laughs) and and build a new house. So one thing I'm trying to improve on is I've used the argument like my experience or in the past and it's hit or miss with that. I'm trying not to use that and then trying to use just based on the actual situation. So then you could say, hey, you could do this. It would cost this amount, right? And it's going to be, you know, slog, blah, blah, blah. Or if you tear it down, let's say you're closer to that two thirds numbers. Yes, it might cost you slightly more, maybe not. But the value of a new house, a totally new house versus a renovated house, and then say which one do you want to choose? And I'm trying to make it specific to them and not about not about the not about the past. It, it's hard because I need to formulate new arguments like every time, you know, because a lot of times I'm I'm looking at floor plans or whatever, and I wanna be like, well. This is dumb. This is not going to work. Okay, why? <laughs> yeah. And, and not like, oh, we've never done it that way. Or it's never been done that way. Why has it never been done that way? Oh, because the circulation doesn't work out. Because it, you know, all, all these other reasons. So. I like that. Yeah. You should have to let
1: us know. if, But you don't, yeah. I don't know. You just. There's a fine, you know, some other people were saying like, there's a fine line. Yes. Yes. There is a fine line. There's a fine line on how you approach you just you're just going to have to make a judgment call at the end of the day but know mm-hmm. that like there it doesn't always cost it is not always cost effective to save these things I'm I'm telling you it's just like some of these my god some of these um garages that we're doing in Denver you go and dig around the foundation and there is no foundation oh every garage in Longmont also yeah 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 same thing it's usually just some rubble and then they just yes, it, is. it literally just rubble and it, yeah it's standing and it works but like yeah, we're not going to do that. Like, now we're not going to do that. You know, now we're going to build it correctly. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm excited to listen to Nick. Nick
0: Reed's AIA award-winning architect. <laughs> tall, super tall man. Super
2: tall man. Okay. Yep. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A letter. May 4th, 1953. Dear Mr. Snower, Your letter on April 26th arrived just as Mr. Brewer was leaving town, and he asked that I write you. He would be very interested to design a house for you, but whether or not it would be advisable from your point of view would depend upon the amount you have set for the house. Would it be possible for you to send us this information? Mr. Brewer's fee is 15% of the cost of the building and furnishings. This includes plans, details, and specifications of the special house he would design for you, suited to your particular needs and to the site you have selected. The other services Mr. Brewer will go into with you himself when he writes. However, this fee does not include the cost of blueprints, long-distance telephone calls, and traveling expenses. In the event that you selected furniture from suppliers in New York, full discount would be passed along to you. In the case, for example, of Nolan Associates, this would be 33 and a third percent. Of Herman Miller Furniture Company, 40 percent. Our fee would be based on the net cost of furniture. Mr. Brewer will return to the office later this week. As soon as we have the information about your budget, he will write you himself. In the meantime, he asks me to thank you for your interest in his work. Sincerely, the office of Marcel Brewer. Outstanding.
1: Toodles! The only way I think we ever get back to this large percentage is design build develop agree a hundred percent that's where you get to and and yeah so i was uh discuss you know some there were some people um somebody posted about uh you know they were complaint like i think amazon was gonna start selling uh houses sheds. did you see this sheds or houses yep houses literally
0: plans and stuff like that, and they look pretty generic and I was like. No, a company is making a computer program that makes the plans for you, flexes it, and spits out blueprints. That was on Andre. There Alphabet. you go. Yes,
1: that's what it was. That's what it was. And I jumped in and was like, let's just – guys, we, like the technology is inevitable. It's going to happen. We, people And people are going to pick it. People are going to decide, yes. this is what I want to do. But there's still going to be a large percentage of people on the planet Earth that want – they want human interaction. They want somebody to – build the house they want they don't want to go to the computer it's just like anything else where like if you call into your your insurance company and you get the automated system like nope i want to i want to freaking talk to a person Hmm. and get down to the bottom of this the the way i think like we've got to start getting back into you're the designer you're the builder you're the developer maybe you're not even maybe you're not the developer but at least you're the builder at the end of the day like you like we have to start taking back control of how this how, how this stuff works and embrace the technology instead of complaining and being worried about it because it's going to happen. I'm yeah. sorry. Like we are just advancing so quickly. You know, 3D printing is going to happen. It's going to happen real quick. Next
0: decade, I feel like we're we're going to get close. Yep. And I think there's an opportunity too because there's going to be, you know, that program that spits out floor plans. There might be some uh, robots or 3D printing that that help build it. And there's going to be this interface issue. There's going to be all these t- uh, p- people are going to throw out words like C And y- y- me and things. you are going to get to that stage where we're like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. Can you, young person, figure I that know. out? Because and that's why you got to hire Ooh. talented
1: people. Yep, gotta yeah. hire We got to hire young, talented people who who can tie into your vision and vice versa.
0: Yep. And let's just not make excuse for technology taking our jobs because excuse isn't going to get you anywhere. And see how you can take advantage of it and where it's leading to. Because sometimes, they, you know, it might squeeze out some some of your job. But just like a factory, you know, auto plant, what are you going to do about it? The robot goes weld, spot welds come back every time. There, There's no amount of whining or crying that can make that spot welder not spot weld and take your job. So you got to do something else. You got to do something else. You got to adapt,
1: right? That's our biggest... That's one of our the best things about humans, right? They can adapt. Yes. So
0: we got to adapt to this stuff. It is what it is. Yes. And know those computers. It's very hard to adapt. They can spot weld. But if you move that car, they're going to spot weld the wrong spot. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, good stuff, Lance. Good stuff. You're good stuff, Al. What right. do we got next? We got the boys. So let's bring in the boys for ARE Jeopardy. All right, these two questions are interrelated. They're going to ask about the fire-resistant rating of different materials. Um, And the reason why you guys should know this is because you can do your own assembly, right, by putting the pieces together and adding everything up, right? So number one, according to IBC table, this is where you find it, uh, 722.6.2, what is the fire-resistant rating of a half-inch gypsum wallboard? A, 30 minutes. B, 25 minutes. C, 60 minutes. D, 15 minutes.
2: Do-do-do-do. I got a
0: question for you after
1: after we tackled this whole thing.
0: Yep. A, 30 minutes. B, 25 minutes. C, 60 minutes. D, 15 minutes. Do-do. Do-do. A, B, A, A, A. You are all wrong. <laughs> it is D, 15 minutes. Half inch. According to that same table, what is the fire resistance rating of five/8 inch gypsum wallboard? A, 45 minutes. B, 25 minutes. Hmm. C, 60 minutes. D, 30 minutes. Doo-doo-doo. You guys were probably thinking about type X before. You're probably thinking about type X gypsum, not regular. C is 60 minutes. 30 minutes. Do, do do do, do D B D B D. Wow, you guys went in order there. It is D. So everyone that got D, uh, Gresh, can you throw me that marker right there? Whoa. Thank you. Here's All another right. one. No, yeah, I got it. You got it. Yep. Yeah, you, you can talk. Okay.
1: You're keeping tally. It's <laughs> wow, he had to go outside the firm. Now he's coming back inside the firm. Everybody listening terrestrially, which is everybody. All right, number three. What is the non-destructive test used to determine the strength of hardened concrete by measuring the rebound of a plunger after striking the concrete surface known as? A. Strike test. B. Plunger test. C. Impact hammer test. D. Non-destructive concrete test. We got some answers? No repeats on this one? What? They're just guessing. A. A. B.
0: B. and C. C is correct. Who? Ah. And hey, guys, so um, five-eighths gets you a lot more. That's why that was 30 minutes, where one half inch is only 15 minutes, which is crazy. But type X is even different than those. So that's that's the whole Look explanation at there. Look at you. Uh, all right. Number four. What do we got so far for scores? Two points, one point, one point.
1: Oh, sweet. We got a leader. We got a leader. Here we go. This is, should be a layup. What is, the, what is the resistance to the movement of a retaining wall provided by the earth in front of the wall and its footing known as A, lateral pressure, B, lateral resistance, C, passive pressure, D, zero line pressure? Just common knowledge, right? <laughs> uh, all the questions again? Or the question plus the answers? Okay. Four. What is the resistance to the movement of a retaining wall provided by the earth in front of the wall and its footing known as A, lateral pressure, B, Lateral resistance, C, passive pressure, D, zero line pressure. We got uh, C, B, B, A, and A. The
0: correct answer is C. Wait, 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 wait. How many Cs do we have? We have one C. One C. We have a tie. (laughs) So we will have to come back with more questions. Stay tuned. And we're back. We never even left. Uh, whoever,
1: so this is a one word answer. Okay. You got to write it. One word answer. Whoever writes it, whoever writes it and holds it up correctly. The first, that's how we're going to do this. Ready? Here we go. Bonus question. A waterproof, what is a waterproof box-like structure in which construction work can be performed underwater? Also a pile constructed
0: by pouring concrete into a drilled shaft. You guys have drawn this. That's your hint. You have drawn this on foundation plans. Oh, footing. my God. Over and over again. Oh, yep. yep. It's not a footing. I don't have a footing. What I don't do have I a have? footing. What do I have? How
2: do I stay? A waterproof
1: box like structure in which oh. construction work can be performed underwater, also known as a pile constructed by pouring concrete into a drilled shaft. No footing. Zero footing. What, are you using what do you use instead of a footing? What do you got? If you're not doing a footing, how are you making this thing hold up? Uh, one guess is pure. That is no. incorrect.
2: Boy, that was. We got a water boy. We
1: got shoring. Shoring, We got that. We got uh, somebody else's. Looks like they're maybe guessing. Some people are just not guessing at all. Ross is correct. Kason. There we go. Kason. Still got a tiebreaker, though, don't we?
2: All
1: right. What do we got? I'm going to pause it again. All right. This one's got to be easy. We're back. Uh, what is a reinforced concrete wall which is precast at the job site, usually in a flat position and later tilted up and set into place? Known as two words. Two words. What do we got? Uh, yeah. T- one answer was tilt up. That's incorrect because it's close. Tilt up. Ah, it's
0: tilt up wall. I would give it to him. They both said <laughs> okay. okay. You're gonna. They give said it the same thing. Uh, Gresh was slightly faster. Gresh wins today. He gets to punish. <laughs> Mark uh, <laughs> because it's we're having a ta- we, it's taco week taco week that is rough on the right. system so just to <laughs> just to wrap up uh, visit Enex Sears Profit Levers at architect uh, architecture resources uh, dot org forward slash profit levers. Mark LePage at um, entre architect e n t r e architect dot com uh, forward slash profit course so it'll be on our show notes. I'm sure I messed those up. You got that. Uh, you got that. Please write to us. People have been writing to us um,
1: and telling us about you know what they liked on an episode or a podcast or anything like that. We're also happy to answer any questions you have uh, while we're here inside the firm. So with that, we'll talk to you next week.